WHHHFM Speedway W286CN Available on HD Go Drop in It's the moment y'all been waiting for Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs We win.com Injury Lawyer Studio It's the show where Indy comes to top Open lines with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle One, two, three, three. Hold up Good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, February 26, 2023. The last Sunday of Black History Month and the shortest month of the year. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, and I'm back live with you this morning after taking last Sunday off to do some TV and lots of breaking news. A couple people stopped by the old live shot uh, to come say hello. So hello to Ron. We were by his house, and he stopped to say good morning. Uh, and wondering how I was going to be on the radio and the TV at the same time. That is the beauty of technology and recordings. All right, but we are back live this week, and we've got a great and packed show for you. Uh, the legislature legislators at the Indiana State House have been hard at work uh, with passing bills and getting things done with this year's 2023 session. But now the ladies in pink and green, the AKAs, want their voice heard. Uh, they are having AKA Day at the State House. I will tell you what it is that they plan to do and what attention that they are trying to get from lawmakers and how you can be part of that. Uh, we will talk with Alexandra Hall from the AKAs coming up here in just a moment. And then toward the bottom of the hour, we'll talk with our friend John Gurton from Martin University. They are giving $75,000 worth of scholarships away, I believe, to the first 75 people who come and sign up to go enroll at Martin University. So I believe that would be $1,000 a pop. He'll explain what it is you have to do, who qualifies uh, for these scholarships that Martin University is giving away. $75,000 worth. We'll talk with John Gurton from Martin coming up at 8.30 today. We start the show off with a happy birthday uh, to all of the February birthdays, including my aunt, who I share a birthday with. Um, Viv's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, my best friend's birthday is Tuesday. My uncle, who's past, birthday is yesterday. Lots and lots of cool people have birthdays in the last couple of days of February. So uh, happy birthday to all of my Pisces people. All right. Uh, at the State House, um, are lots of bills being passed? It's not maybe as, no, it's not as controversial as things that happened um, last year. Some of those bills have kind of come up, but they haven't got the traction um, and national headlines that we saw uh, last year. Nevertheless, there are still a lot of things that are happening and getting passed there at the State House, And so uh, it's a time where people are always in their lobbying, trying to get uh, the attention of lawmakers, wanting certain bills to be passed or not be passed or things to change. Uh, and among those people are the ladies of pink and green. The AKA classy ladies, aren't they? Uh, they are down, uh, will be down at the State House this week to make their voice heard for AKA Day. To tell us what it is they tr are hoping to accomplish, Alexandra Hall joins us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alexandra Hall joins us on our live line. She is the Indiana State Coordinator for Connection and Social Action. Alexandra, good morning. Good morning, Cameron, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for letting us know that uh, the ladies of AKA are uh, more than just what you might see at a step show or on campus. You guys are involved in the community. Tell us what AKA Day is and what you plan to accomplish. So AKA Day at the Capitol, this is something that started in 1915, so this was the first time we hosted a political action conference. It started in Illinois, um, where our corporate headquarters is located, um, and Congressman and human rights activist Martin B. Madden was the speaker, and we've continued to press forward um, in social action since then. AKA at the Capitol, it brings together sorority members from around the city. It connects us 
and our community with our lawmakers. Um, it is one of the only times where our individual states are coming together um, corporately to work together, work alongside our lawmakers, and share with them our priorities. So every uh, four years, when we change international leadership, there's a new legislative agenda that is developed. So we just rolled out our 2022 to 2024 um, agenda, and our priorities focus on black maternal health as well as suicide in the black community, which has become um, an increasingly pervasive issue. So those are a few of the things that we will tackle on March the 7th. March the 7th, coming up uh, just this week. Uh, hard to believe that this, well, really it's next week. Um, but the, what I'm, my point is hard to believe that March is about to start. We're going into going into month three. So that is next Tuesday. Um Alexandra, what kind of response, uh, if any, have you guys, have you ladies received uh, from lawmakers thus far? We've received a phenomenal response. We are blessed to have two of our members who are on the IBLC, the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus. That's helpful. And yes, absolutely. So each year, our sorority sister, Vanessa J. Summers, who is here in Indianapolis, she is a state representative representing District House District 99. Um, she is actually the head of the Maternal Health Committee. So we are this year supporting one of the bills that she has authored, House Bill 1641. So we've done a statewide excuse me, letter writing campaign to help make sure that that bill makes it through the House and gets over to the Senate. Um, the IBLC has always been very supportive of what we are doing. Many of them are also members of Divine Nine organizations. They always come out and support. I happen to be um, a constituent of Cherish Pryor, super proud to be in her district and proud of what they are doing. Um, their legislative agenda, a lot of it aligns with what we're doing as a sorority um, and just really promotes the interest of the black community. And you were just talking about House Bill 1641 by Representative Vanessa Summers, who is actually my representative. Uh, she has a bill about maternal health, and it reads, provides that the Indiana Department of Health shall develop a program to award grants to certain community-based programs requires the department to collaborate with statewide maternal mortality committee in developing the program, provides that the department shall establish work groups to assist in developing the program, and allows the department to adopt rules to administer the chapter. Maternal health itself is a problem in Indiana. Uh, women's health, we've talked about it on this show a number of times. We rank toward the bottom in just about every category when it comes to health. Uh, it is something that both Democrats and Republicans and the governor have said, have all agreed, uh, that they need to approve upon. How important is it uh, for the ladies? How did you all decide that this was the bill that you were going to uh, help support? So as I mentioned, um, each administration, our international president, she works alongside our International Connection and Social Action Committee to establish a legislative agenda. And black maternal health is at the top of it for the next few years. So that was one of the uh, guiding forces in selecting the bill that we would advocate for um, on March the 7th um, and beyond. So like you mentioned, Indiana is actually, the maternal mortality rate is two times higher than the national average here in Indiana. And if you are a black woman, it is four times higher. Mm. And that, we can't have that. You know, we are obviously an organization that was organized for black women, and a part of our purpose is to study and help alleviate problems that concern girls and women. So this was absolutely paramount for us to tackle. So we have, around the state of Indiana, there are 20 chapters total, uh, 12 graduate chapters and eight chapters on college campuses as well as in various cities throughout um, the state of Indiana. So we have all once again joined together. So obviously the state house has some um, capacity constraints, but the letter writing campaign, each chapter is taking part in that. So members are writing letters um, and either mailing them or sending electronically to their representative. Um, our goal is really to get this, um, get this bill passed. Um, and it looks, you know, 
little bit further, Mm -hmm. it looks specifically at the issues that are concerning women of color, especially black and indigenous women, because the rates, again, in these communities are, (laughs) for some reason, much higher than our white counterparts. So and I, our, goal, our goal is to help um, stem this issue. And I actually had just heard a report about uh, maternal health, and they said it that it also continues even when uh, the woman is in a uh, has a higher income. So even the the richest white woman and the richest black woman, uh, her the richest black woman would still be worse off um, with health and having a baby and the care that she gets than the richest white woman, if, even if everything were equal. So it's not just a lower income, higher income thing. There is evidence that shows for what reason. Now they're trying to figure out the reason. They're, they've proved what most people already knew, that there was a discrepancy uh, and a difference. But now what is the cause behind that? You know, it can go all the way back to, um, you know, some would say genetics, but some say, hey, it's, um, there are a, a lot of reasons going all the way back to slavery for why that is. Um, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. That's our number to get in on the show here uh, this morning. If you want to talk to Alexandra with the AKAs, if there's something that you want them to know and pass along to uh, your state lawmaker down at the state house, now's the time to do it. You can call in, but you can also join them, uh, right, uh, Alexandra, next uh, Tuesday, the 7th, down at the state house, because you're also having a march. Yes. So we will start the day with a march. Our friends over at the Indiana State Teachers Association have graciously agreed to host us. So we will convene there at 8 a.m. And then we will march from the ISTA building over to the state capitol. Um, We just want people to know that we are here. And again, like you said, we are more than just pretty ladies in pink and green. We are concerned with the issues plaguing our community. And we want to make sure that our community knows that we are allied with them. And we are here to be of service to all mankind. All right, let's go to the phones. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Caller online, too. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. Greetings this morning. How are you today? I'm good, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm well, and greetings to you. I just kind of, I just wanted to ask um, a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we uh, support uh, the AKAs in this bill? And, um, you know, because it, it, it is really sad that the uh, woman uh, responsible for all races on the planet uh, to be going through these sort of things. So how can a person like myself uh, help you guys write or or be in support uh, of what it is that you're attempting to do? And in the future, will y'all be going for a little more meat instead of the crumbs? All right. Thank you. Good question. Thank you, Paul. All right, Paul. Thank you for that. And um, we would love for you to join us in our letter writing campaign. You can visit iga.in.gov, um, find your legislator. So you will be able to use that um, website to find your representative and write them. Um, again, you can do it electronically or you can mail a letter and let them know that you are of 1641. 317-239-1009. I was trying to take a drink of water while you were saying that. 317-239-1009. Let's go to caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, you know something? I don't want them representing me because they're high-class people. They've got good incomes. All they're doing, Cameron, and I've been over to the state house most of the days it's been in session. They're going over there lying on us. All they're trying to do with this bill is get to the point where they're telling black women that they're incapable of delivering baby when the real process is that they've gotten out there and gotten too fat and got on drugs and stuff. But all these people are doing is down there is lying on black people, trying to get more dope poured on our community, trying to get abortion, trying to get gay agenda with the IS, with ISTA. That's all they're doing. And I wish they would leave us alone. I mean, they're going down there. They know they can't do anything. They know these clowns are in the minority down there, especially Greg Taylor. He was on the floor of the Senate last week uh, for supporting House Bill 112, which actually forces uh, gay and trans porn on three- and four-year-old kids at gunpoint. So for this lady to come on and talk about she's trying to help somebody, she needs to get on back in a corner somewhere and shut her mouth 
and leave people alone. She does not represent me. I'm, I'm glad that you have her on, Cameron, so that well, I can be down at the state house to enlighten the legislatures what she's down there for to sell her people out in any way she can. Well, to I just wanted to know population. That's all she does. All right, I was just I, I wanted to let you talk as you are running for mayor, right, Cameron. Yeah, and, uh, I am. Well, hey, listen. Now I've had a challenge to my uh, my my candidacy. But I handled that uh, in a good good fashion. But in any case, these people are not for the black community. All they're doing is an exploitation job. That's why you got a junkie factory on every corner in All this right. city. That's why you got Narcan machines because they're down there giving permission all for right. them to Mayoral, do all kind of tragic things. Mayoral to the black candidate community. Larry Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen, shut our mouth. Thank you, uh, thank you, sir. We wanted to uh, let Larry talk for a second to understand where it is he stood when it comes to uh, uh, infant mortality, women's health, when that's a topic that both Democrats and Republicans and the governor, who's also a Republican, have all agreed there is a problem that needs to be addressed. Now, listeners of this show know where uh, Larry, who's running for mayor of Indianapolis, stands. Um, Alexandra, it sounds like you may meet Larry down at the state house. He's Frequently there, he usually has a sign with some vulgarity on it, and he's usually wearing an old beat-up T-shirt with a uh, brown paper bag on his head. You know, I saw um, as the candidate filings closed, Mm -hmm. I did see that he had filed his seat for mayor. Mm -hmm. I had never interacted with him, so, um, yeah. You might now. (laughs) (laughs) 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. We'll take one final call before we wrap up. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yep, you got 30 seconds. Okay, 30 seconds. I'm going to be quick. Now, um, I see all these bills, they pass it. Mm-hmm. And they finna they stop something. Because they tired of the foolishness. People, we gotta understand when when you come up to people and want help, you don't you don't mistreat them. Don't understand. Honor your mother and father that your days might be longer. When we when we when we get the knowledge of mistreating folks. God got a, a round in the bush. Somebody going to do you the same way. All right, Reverend Phillips, you know, that's time. Know, it's the golden rule. We got to understand. All right, thank we you, sir. All right, have a good yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah. time. I appreciate you for calling All right, in. Thank you, Chairman. All right, have a good Sunday. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. appreciate you. All right. David Brown smiles on you. I appreciate that. Thank I you. I know it. Thank you. Got a couple more calls that I'm going to try and squeeze in. I know I said last one, but the phone kept ringing. So 317-239, and it's ringing again, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. We'll answer the phone real quick. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? Good morning. What's on your mind? It's Mayhem. Hey, man, can can I recommend you to have uh, callers call once a month? You got a good topic. (laughs) You got a good topic, and you keep having the same people calling. With outdated information. I wanted to ask, uh, how deep can we go in this um, this conversation? Can you bring it on? Because by your callers, um, can you have a clinical psychiatrist come on? Yeah. Because I see this all the time, um, what you're talking about. People in the, in the neighborhood have nowhere to go, mm-hmm. and they have deep problems, and you really don't know how to deal with it. You don't know where to send them. And suicide, uh, we... We're not even talking about that uh, in our community, um, that people are killing themselves. And it's not the reason she's saying, I understand, but more people are killing themselves for other reasons in the black community. We we don't even want to talk about it. When can you start having some clinical psychiatrists come on to deal with a lot of your callers in, in this topic, man? We can have that, uh, add that to the list. And I know we do have some suicide prevention stuff coming up, but there's because- always stuff going on. But go ahead. Yeah, because some of your callers, man, they need I'm, – I'm not trying to be funny, man. No, I know. We need to stop this. Um, they need help. All all them callers to call in need help. Have a good one. Hey, you too. Hey, and as you know, on this show, I don't have uh, – I never know who's on the phone. 
until I answer it. Always makes it interesting. I usually guess sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. But certain people always seem to get in. Uh, they got the place on speed dial, I guess. Uh, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. More callers on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hello, you're live on the air. Oh, wow, great. I just really have a quick comment, not so much. Um, it's just very important. I just want to thank you all for allowing, actually, the callers to call and speak their piece because we know who not to vote for, who is running for mayor. And you guys are trying to bring awareness to the community as far as what's going on. And when you have callers like that, um, it does. It brings awareness of who not to vote for. So I want to tell you guys, I appreciate the information. Um, as the guy stated before me, there are some frontal people. Mm-hmm. And if you're not calling to try to be a solution to the problem, there's no need for you to call and be disgruntled about the problem. So that's my comment about it. Um, and just to say, you know, you're looking in the positive, we know who not to vote for, who to keep our eyes out for. So that's my comment, and I just want to say thank you, guys. All right. Thank you so much for calling and listening. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? You're live on the air. Uh, this is Pierre. Hey, Good Pierre. Morning. Good morning. Do you still have the AKA on? I sure do. Uh, yeah, I heard uh, in this bill um, in the state house. Is there money for doulas or doula training? Oh, that's a good question. Um, to help um, uh, women uh, after their, you know, give birth and and all of that. I was wondering about that. So, thank you for your question. So there was actually a bill last year, uh, or in in a previous legislative session, let me say that, um, there was actually a bill already passed that allocated funding for doulas. Now, what the IBOC is trying to do is ensure that a good portion of those funds are earmarked for black women so they are able to choose doulas who look like them. We know that's very important to have a provider who um, who looks like you, who understands you, and can be compassionate about your specific needs. So, like you mentioned, um, I've seen in recent years more women opting for doulas because of the risks, and and it's unfortunate because we're in the Western world. But more women are opting for doulas and midwives when it's time for them to deliver because there's just such a deep-seated mistrust for the healthcare system. Because like we mentioned, black women are almost four times more likely than the national average to die in childbirth. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you for the call. Last caller, then we're going to wrap up because we've got to take a commercial break here. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? Um, Hi. My name is Kim. Hi, Kim. Um, can you turn? Can you turn your radio down? I'm sorry. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, turn your radio down for me. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so what was the topic? I'm sorry. I just called the number because I heard it on the radio. Well, we're talking about the AKAs having their um their day at the state house, trying to get some attention from lawmakers. What's your thoughts? Um, that's turn- kind of interesting because actually I was there at the state house and turn your radio I down for me. Like- we can hear you can in the background. Yeah, turn that. Yeah, we can hear you talking and the radio. There you go. That's better. Okay, you can hear me better now. Much better. Okay. Um. So I I was actually attending like the day at the state house with this organization called Foster's Success, mm-hmm. and basically what we was trying to do to like get new laws made for like the foster youth so they could be able to get like license plates, you know, mm-hmm. for like a cheap price because you know foster kids is hard for them to, like, get things, you know, or, like, to even know people, like, to get, like, the resources from and stuff like that. So I just feel like I think it was a I think it was a good idea for them to come do that and make that law to help people to get insurance because it's a lot of hit and runs going on going on now and days. So I just I just felt like that was a good idea. All right. Thank you so much for paying attention to what's going on at the Statehouse and letting us know what you're doing. Appreciate you. Thank you.
Alexandra, as you get ready for your event uh, next Tuesday, the 7th, how can people get involved? Obviously, for one reason or another, um, people are interested in what is happening or not happening at the State House. Yes, I think one of the key ways is to reach out to your legislator. They are more easily accessible than you think. Again, you can go to um, in.gov slash find your legislator and figure out who is representing you in both the Senate, the House, and in Congress and contact them. So from what I understand, a lot of them, they will kind of do a quick scan of your communication, but they will pull out the key piece. Do you support the piece of proposed legislation or do you oppose it? And then you can also look at their voting records. You can look at bills that they have authored to see who is representing you Mm -hmm. and do they believe what you believe, right? And then as we are going into this election season, we've got a primary election coming up in May. We've got a general election coming up in November. And on the ballot, our representatives, our city county council, as well as our mayor. And these three things are So make sure you are informed, make sure you are registered, check your registration and make sure you are registered at the correct address so you can vote for the things that will impact you and your family. And then also, um, I heard Mr. Leary mention that his candidacy was challenged. Those filings are public. The hearings are public. You can go down in person. They're also streamed online. Everyone needs to definitely make sure that they are paying attention to these challenges. Some of them get stricken because, you know, they may be erroneous, but there are some that are holding up. So make sure that you are um, just in touch with and in tune with what is going on in and around our city as well as our state. And you see who is um, attempting to represent you. Make sure you know who they are, what they are about, what they stand for, and just determine if that aligns best with you and your family. So I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I am telling you to vote. All right. As I always say, I say the same thing. I don't tell you who to vote for. I just want you to vote. But you'll mess around and you'll find out what happens when you don't. Because certain people will get in there and do things that nobody asked for. That's why you got to pay attention. Alexandra Hall, the Indiana State Coordinator for Connection and Social Action with the AKAs. You can join them down on March 7th. What time will you be there? We will be there. Um, We start our day at 8 o'clock. Our our Solidarity March will start at 9, and we'll be down at the state capitol until about 2.30. All right. AKA Day at the state capitol coming up next Tuesday, March 7th. Alexandra Hall, thanks for starting your week right here on Open Lines. We appreciate you. And thanks for having me, Cameron. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Still to come here on the show, Martin University is giving away $75,000 worth of scholarships. I'll tell you how you can get that money in your pocket. Coming up when Open Lines continues here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are back. Uh, let's let's combine the break there. Uh, and we'll do six minutes. We'll be right back. Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. And we are back here live on this Sunday morning on Open Lines. Thank you to Alexandra Hall, the AKAs, letting us know what they are doing at the State House, AKA Day, coming up next Tuesday, March 7th, at the Indiana State House. All right, Martin University. Uh, is ready to hand out some money, y'all. Some big money. $75,000 worth of scholarships uh, is available. I'll tell you how much you can get right now. 
Our good friend John Girton, Pastor G, known as some, joins us live on our live line this morning with the latest on what Martin University is doing, trying to get more people to go to school. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. How you doing? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I tried to call your number like three times when we were trying to get this segment ready, and I forgot to dial the area code. The 317 right. version of your number is a Pizza Hut. Right. Okay, great. It's good to know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that. Yeah. I thought you was playing on the phone for a second. <laughs> no, man. No, no, no. And, you know, it's it's uh, interesting because I think, uh, you know, Martin University, uh, while we're doing a lot of great things in Indianapolis and got a lot of great things coming up next Friday, I think it's important to know that, you know, we've got a lot of people at the institution like myself who uh, taught at other HBCUs. And so uh, that Nashville number also is a, is a signification of my uh, experience at Tennessee State University down in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that I have the history of not only uh, working at Martin and being a graduate of Martin University, but also having some experience at other institutions around the country that have done great work in educating African Americans throughout the years. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of great work, uh, Martin is always doing great work. I think the last time we had you was when I went to go get uh, my COVID booster. We had that um, event on the show. Before you, before yeah. we talk about the scholarship, how did that turn out for you guys? That was oh back in, was that November, December? Yeah, it was in November. That was a uh, COVID pop-up that mm-hmm. was sponsored by uh, IU Health and Light of the World Christian Church uh, with Reverend uh, uh, Janae Pitts Murdoch, and we all came together uh, to provide that service to the community with a little bit of an incentive for those who wanted to get the COVID and the uh, flu vaccine. And uh, by all indications, uh, at least what I was told, that was the largest pop-up clinic that they had ever had. Wow. And they had even mentioned that of the three pop-up clinics, that was um, bigger than all three combined. Wow. Okay at Martin University. So it was a major, major success. And we just want to thank all those who helped us pull that off and help keep our community safe. Uh, we appreciate the help to do in doing that. I appreciate, uh, yeah, I remember that now. It was that I got the uh, COVID sh- booster and the uh, flu shot. Um, yeah. Only after did they tell me, hey, you should probably put these in two different arms. And I put them in, <laughs> in both, but put it in the same arm. Nevertheless, knock on wood, to my knowledge, I didn't get COVID and I haven't been sick with the flu. So uh, it was beneficial right. for me. And I saw uh, a lot of our radio listeners who stopped me when I was there and said, hey, we found out about it because we heard about it on your show. So um, yeah. I appreciate you letting us know, uh, Gerton, when, when good things are happening, because I can't know everything unless somebody tells me. Yeah, man. No, we thank you. We appreciate it as well. So we now we're looking for, you know, another uh, over the top successful um, activity event. And I would I would argue that the incentive this time is quite a bit higher (laughs) than it was uh, even for the uh, covid and flu vaccine. So we're excited about uh, next Friday's uh, getting to know the new Martin U community open house and our enrollment fair so that's next friday uh from 2 to 8 p.m and um all i can say is is that this what martin university is doing next friday is sort of a culmination if you will of the big announcement that some of y'all remember back in october the Reset and Reemerge Initiative, right? That's where Martin University announced that it had reduced tuition by up to 45% mm-hmm. uh, for our undergraduates, and I believe it was like 42% for our graduate degrees, up to 42%. And so we have been endeavoring to make uh, higher education in our community accessible, applicable, and affordable. And so with that, we have had, you know, tremendous numbers of individuals who have said to Martin University, hey, I, I need to come back I'm my, in my career. I'm stuck. I need to change careers or I need to finish what I started. I have some college. I have no degree. Uh, I have a child or a family member that needs to go there, but it costs too much. I don't want to end up in debt, all that good stuff. We hear that all the time. 
Well, Martin University stepped up to the plate back in October. We announced his reset and reemerge. And now, because of the type of student that we typically work with, which is uh, African American, minority, because we are a minority serving institution, uh, most of our students uh, qualify for what's called Pell, we're Pell eligible, Pell mm-hmm. grants, mm-hmm. and state aid. And so, with that, a student now can enroll at Martin University. Uh, go four years to get that degree that they need, that that uh, get that credential, and come out with literally zero debt, right, with no debt at all. And so that is one of the reasons why we, 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 we launched this initiative was to ensure that those individuals in our community that needed the education credential the most would not have to find themselves in any additional debt. So March the th- third on next friday this is the opportunity for you all in the community to come take advantage of what we have put out on the table with reset and reemerge so uh we're looking to see everybody come out uh you're going to see the gathertorium uh brother cameron full with not only our enrollment folks but you're going to see our corporate partners like pacers sports and entertainment uh circle city broadcasting eskenazi health eli lillian company uh uh uh, the Children's Museum, uh, Indianapolis Zoo. I mean, oh, my God, there's, there's over 20 of them. Uh, Faith, Hope, and Love will be in the house. So you're going to see our corporate partners. So if you're looking to get into a career in, in healthcare management, if you're looking for a career in business, whatever that is, you're going to see companies that are willing to hire our graduates. And matter of fact, they're not only willing to hire our graduates, they're willing to uh, bring on apprenticeships from Martin University through our Martin Works program where – uh, we have a 92% placement rate of our students in jobs at these companies even before they graduate, okay? I think I just said something right mm-hmm, there, uh, mm-hmm, Brother Cameron. Mm-hmm. Even before, because here's what we know. Martin University is uniquely built, and we are uniquely uh, qualified to support the adult student all right, that's the student that may have gone to college, but they didn't get a degree. They came back home. They may be working, but they, they have some college that have no degree. So we are uniquely qualified to work with that student who has responsibilities. They have a mortgage. They have rent. They have child care. They have children that they have to take care of. Some of them are taking care of their parents. And so Martin is, is uniquely positioned to support that adult learner who needs additional help and getting through uh, that degree program. And so that's what was really exciting the most about what we're offering next Friday because you can walk into that room and you can see everything that we offer, even our barrier busters like the Uber partnership for those uh, students who have transportation issues. You have up to $500 in Uber credit that you can use in order to get back and forth to school if your transportation is not reliable. So. So we're just excited about it, man, and I'm just trying to make sure that anybody and everybody that needs to change the, the, the trajectory of their life and their financial picture, their economic mobility, Martin University has been here since 1977, and now we're doing a whole bunch of new things in order to make sure that you not only can enroll, but you can persist, complete that degree, and not be in financial uh, straits. Uh, with a with a with debt afterwards. All right, we're on the air this morning with John Gurton from Martin University, telling us uh, about some of the different ways you can get involved and enrolled with Martin. We got just a couple minutes left, Gurton. Tell us about the seventy five thousand dollars. Well, you know uh, that's the icing on the cake, man. Uh, Eli Lilly and company stepped to us and said, "Hey, we want to support the community. We want to support Martin, and we know the kind of students that you serve." So they gave us seventy-five thousand uh, dollars. Count them, seventy-five thousand dollars to say, "Hey, the first seventy-five students, you know, the first seventy-five students who uh, complete the registration process uh, will receive an on-the-site." $500 for the first semester, $500 for the second semester, that adds up to $1,000. So the first 75 students that register, they bring their license, they bring their high school transcripts on site that day, be prepared, come down, be prepared, complete the information. Everybody's going to be there to help you get through the process. Once you're enrolled, bam, you automatically get $500 for the first semester, 
automatically get $500 for that second semester for the first 75. And unfortunately, Brother Cameron, there's really only 74 because someone approached me a couple of days ago. She says, I'm going to be first in the line, so I'm going to beat everybody. I'm getting the very first scholarship. So technically, I only got 74000 left. All right. Oh, somebody's already <laughs> claimed that first 1K. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell people yes, sir. before we wrap up, and if you guys have questions very quickly, you can call in. Uh, 317-239-1009. Gerton, uh, tell us more about the event. Tell us the date, the time. Uh, and if uh, maybe if somebody can't get to that event that day, is there another way that they could still get in line pending that maybe there's some 70000 something left? Right, right, right. So uh, March the 3rd, which is next Friday from 2 o'clock till 8 o'clock p.m., uh, is we're going to be at, again, Martin University. If you are not familiar where, with where Martin University is, it is 2186 North Sherman Drive here in the city of Indianapolis, right there on the near east side. If uh, you have any questions, feel free to give a call to our uh, our number at 317. you got to add the 317, 317-543-3235. Again, 317 317- Five four three three two three five. You can always jump on our social media, send us a message, uh, or you can even email us at admissions with an S A admission A D M I S S I O N S at martin.edu. Uh, give us a call, shoot us an email, jump on our social media on Facebook. You can look up Martin University, send us a chat message. Otherwise, we just love to see you. Bring your license, bring your transcripts, and be ready to go. And like I said. Those dollars are waiting on uh, our community to step up and take advantage. John Gurton, you're good at your job, man. <laughs> I'm that doing was the best good. I can, brother. That was good. Doing the best I can. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you always keeping us update, updated, let us, letting me know what is going on. At Martin, I hope you have a successful event, and I'd love to hear that all 70, we're going to say 74,000 because that first 1K is already claimed. It's hope to hear gone. that it's all gone because you got <laughs> uh, that many people to come sign up and enroll and uh, get an education. Appreciate you so much, sir. Man, bless you. Take care, www.martin.edu. We'll see you next Friday, y'all. All right. John Gurton, live on Open Lines. Thank you. All right. Ten minutes left in the show here today. And uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines because I'd like to get a little feedback from you. we got 10 minutes left. And up until this Sunday, we have had all but two of the mayoral candidates running uh, for Indianapolis mayor here on open lines. We've got two left, uh, Jefferson Shreve and uh, John L. Couch. I plan to get them on sometime here in the month of March. Um, And so I would love to hear from you. What's your review so far? You got to remember this is a weekly show, so it has taken me three months to get all of these candidates in. It started back in December of last year when we had uh, Representative Sherish Pryor on. Uh, we also had uh, pastor, talk show host, James Jackson on. Uh, we've had uh, current mayor, Joe Hogsett on. Uh, we have had, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, we had uh, Abdul on, talk show host, uh, running as a Republican. And then we also have had a uh, frequent caller of this show and other talk shows, um, as well as a uh, frequent member of public events, Larry Vaughn, on the show, who is also running. Uh, he's running as a Democrat. So uh, the May primary is coming up. Today's the last week, last Sunday in February, the last week of February. And so I would like to know from you, who are you voting for or who are you not voting for now that we have had um, almost everybody? Jefferson Shreve jumped in at the last literal literal uh, last second with his filing. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. A lot of people running. Uh, you've got a lot. Of, oh, oh, and I'm sorry. I forgot. I was doing these off the top of my head. Also had Greg Merriweather on. Uh, not to not to forget. I just forgot how many people we've had. I tried to count. So we've had Cherish Pryor. I don't know if I'm doing this in order, but Cherish Pryor, Greg Merriweather, uh, Joe Hogsett, Pastor Jackson, Larry Vaughn. Oh, I'm forgetting somebody. Abdul. We've had all those people. Was that seven? I think it was. It's either six or seven. Nevertheless, that's how long it takes to have these folks on uh, one week at a time. So we got two more to do. We'll do John L. Couch and Jefferson Tree. They don't know that I'm going to reach out to them, but I am. 
uh, so we can have had everybody on May prior primary coming up uh in in really two months from now so 317-239-1009 317-239-1009 caller on line two we'll start with you good morning who's this good morning this is guy guy good morning what's on your mind just wanted to shout out to the akas i think it's great that they're getting involved uh to the extent that they're actually going down to the general assembly because this is where the rubber meets the road in indiana and I hope they turn out in all their regalia and show the folks uh, in Indiana the uh, proud members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. And also, I'd like to see more people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of your callers mentioned uh, that he hoped that they would get involved in more meaty topics. But, you know, uh, it's not just... Uh, uh, limited to the AKAs, anybody can go down to the legislature because, as I mentioned, this is where the rubber meets the road. Yep. And keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you calling in, Guy. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? This is a Lifestyles with Eric on YouTube. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Happy Sunday. I like um, how you plug that in. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's my show. So, I talk, I talk about this with Tina a whole lot, mm-hmm. and um, I'm always bringing up the roads. Okay, so this is my thing. I'm voting. I'm not, I'm not giving our current mayor uh, another one of my votes, but I'm voting for whoever decides that they're going to fix all the roads in the city of Indianapolis. And I'm saying this because I've been a resident for 50 years. Um, I moved to California about eight years ago, came back. The roads were exactly the same and worse. So we've been going on with the road problem about 15 years because I do a lot of driving. I do that for a living. And when I tell you every single road in Indianapolis and in the neighborhoods are horrible. And it's to the point where I'm just disappointed in my city. I love my city. I'm not trying to down my city. But something is going on with the money. Can I stop you? I don't know why. I don't. Excuse me. Can I stop you real quick? Go ahead. Okay. So the money with the roads is actually a state house issue. Okay. Um, yep. The the mayor only and the city county council and DPW can only work with what they are given. So here I, here, I, here I, so here I, but here's here's the formula. There's a problem with the formula. The roads in Indianapolis, you know, let's take Meridian Street right right outside of the studio here. That's what four four lanes wide. So how they pay for this is the construction is based on lane miles. So while that's a four-lane street, let's pick um, some random street up in Delaware County that might be in rural, rural south of Muncie, and it's only two lanes. The state gives Marion County, which has a four-lane road, and Delaware County, which has a two-lane road, gives them the exact same amount of money. Yeah, we talked about that Friday. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. That's that's the problem. But then what I'm saying is, what's going on with the allocation of the money? I mean, if I was the governor of the whole state mm-hmm. and I see and, and we've got a five billion dollar war chest. Now, if at first it took about 400 million to get our streets up to good. Now it's, it's going to be up to a billion. I would say, OK, as the governor, couldn't he say I'm going to go ahead and allot that one billion and get this and go ahead and get the city? I mean, you know, if I, he wanted to take the money from that fund and give it to the city, could he do that? Uh, I, he would have to uh, get it passed through legislation because you, you're changing the entire formula. And then as soon as you do that, well, then Fort Wayne is going to be like, yo, dog, we're the second biggest city in Indianapolis, in Indiana. Where's ours? And then Gary's going to be like, yo, we're city number three. We love Indy, but we need some of that. We need to change our formula, too. So there's a certain amount of people in Indianapolis, and then there's a certain amount of pe- people in this county. Mm-hmm. They're not giving Indianapolis the funding that they should be getting uh, for the amount of people that are in Indianapolis. Is that what is going on pretty much? It, it's not so much ba- it's not based on population. It is based on how much they say. If they say you get $10 a lane mile, um, you know, you would need four times as that in some parts of Indianapolis or five or six, depending on how big the road is. Okay. 38th Street okay. is six lanes wide. Okay. Well, 
Okay, well, I, I agree with you. If that's the formula, that's what it is. But what was going on when – okay, because when I was a little boy, I'll say the, when Mayor Hutnut was the mayor mm-hmm. and he was a Republican, the roads were great up until look, the late 90s. Let me see. Everything was fine up until, I believe, the late 90s because I can remember I didn't have to sit up on the steering wheel and make sure I didn't look off, look off and – and hit something every up till about the late 90s. So something was going on good as far as monies and the roads up until the late 90s. I will I as we as we what? wrap up because we're out of time. I would I'm just sorry for I, taking up so much no, time, you're man. okay. Just, you're okay. You're okay. I would just say without looking at the books that got to remember. Look at the growth since Mayor Hudnut's time. The certain true. roads that are six lanes right now. Might not have been six lanes back then. But when, what I'm saying is we let them go. We, we we allowed them to be good up until that time, and then we just said, okay. Because we, because we grew, we expanded, but we didn't change the way we pay for it. Okay. okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, All right two, thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. No, a lot of people ask that question, and, and again, I'm not a legislature, and I don't know the 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 – all the details, but that's why the roads look the way they do. Cause cities want more funding and ain't nobody giving them any more funding. They're asking. I know Joe Hogshead has asked several times. He's been over on that side of market street this year asking, Hey, once again, kind of need to change the way we do our road funding because my roads are not two lanes that they were back in 1950s. I got six lane roads, seven lane roads. And we're not talking about the interstate. We're talking about, remember, you know, 38th Street on the west side, that is three lanes in one direction, three lanes in the other. And I know there's some even wider streets, um, but the funding formula for that street is still the same as it was when it was a two-lane street. All right. Uh, I got to wrap it up. Let me jump. Uh, bu- 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 uh, I'll do one more. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. My name is Alton. All right. Almost, she almost got me, but I got her, and she dropped out. You ain't cute. Don't call in here cussing. We don't need that. We don't need that. But I do need caller ID. See what happens when I try to squeeze in one more. The phone is still ringing. But yeah, you're not cute. All right. On that note, we gonna get off the air before we get fined by the FCC by somebody else calling. That is gonna do it for this edition of Open Lines because now I am right up at time to end the show. And Brandon is coming up on Hot 100.9 with your music of the day. But then down the hall, down the dial, I guess that'd be up the dial. On WTLC, it is the Hour of Power with Al Sharpton, which starts in just seconds. If you missed any portion of this show, you can come back anywhere it is you get your podcasts. And listen to the show anytime, anywhere on the go. If you want to listen to all of the interviews we did with the mayoral candidates, you can do that too. It is on our websites. We are back same time, same stations, next Sunday, live at 8, right here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9.